0: Coming up on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, are the rich getting richer with Jose Abreu signing with the Houston Astros? And which teams are under the most pressure this offseason to make a splash? Part one of that conversation with Sully Baseball in today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast.
1: You are locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the last bunch of years, if we wanted to see a major acquisition, we kind of sort of had to wait for, I don't know, March. But the Astros got their marching orders, and that is they want to repeat as World Series champions. And they made the biggest splash of the offseason so far. I'm going to make a big splash today with Lockdown Diamondbacks host Miller Thomas. This is a Lockdown Diamondbacks, Lockdown MLB crossover. Let's start it up. <coughs> <laughs> Hello, baseball fans. Sorry, you need to cough right there. Hello, baseball fans. And welcome to Lockdown MLB. This is the podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last 10 years, and I've now done four completed seasons in the Lockdown Podcast Network, but I am doing this podcast as I do at least once a week with my illustrious co-host with less hair than the last time I saw him, this is Bajka loop right over there. What's your name, sir?
0: Yeah, Miller Thomas of Locked On Dimebacks over here. I got the hair. Just came back from Jersey, so went to go see Mama, the ultimate hair braider. So Ooh. she got me up in some cornrows right now. Got me looking uh, yeah. nice. How would I look in cornrows? Oh, I think you would crush. I think you'd look like a young Allen Iverson, So If you got some cornrows.
1: Uh, well, you yeah, know, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Mm. Um, there you go. I, 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 yeah, he never won a ring, did he? He never. He bounced around a little bit towards the end. No. I'm always like it when my stars win rings. I just do. I like stars when they win their rings. Anyway, hmm. um follow us at lockdown M L B pods on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh you can follow me on Twitter. I'm still there. Sally Baseball and Sally Baseball Podcast on Instagram. What about you, Miller Thomas? Where where can they find you?
0: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for my personal account. Look up the show account, Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram, and also please go hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Locked on Dimebacks on there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, um, the last bunch of years, I think a big reason is because there's been sort of labor unrest. Remember in 2019, the, uh, Machado and Bryce Harper were left unsigned until spring training began. Obviously, 2020 was the, uh, the lockout, not the lockout, the COVID season. 2021 had the lockout looming and had a lockout for a big chunk of the offseason. Um, this year, there's labor peace. And you can start to see, like, okay, is someone going to sign Jed? Someone going to sign this? Well, we have our first major signing. And it is a big signing for the defending World Series champs. And it is a devastating loss for the Chicago White Sox, and that is Jose Abreu signed a deal with the, with the Houston Astros. It's apparently a three-year deal pending a, um, a physical. But Jose Abreu, is he was a big star in Cuba, came over to the Chicago White Sox, was a Rookie of the Year in 2014, a wonderful rookie year, won the MVP in the COVID year. Remember, he hit 19 home runs in 60 games and slug 6'17 in the COVID season, has been a consistent all-star and frequently in the top 20 of the MVP count. He was beloved by White Sox fans, played nine seasons in Chicago, uh, really wanted to win with the White Sox, wanted to be a big part, was on a team that went to the postseason in consecutive years. And, you know, I can understand why the White Sox wouldn't off him long-term deals. He's someone in his 30s. And, you know, players tend to break down and Andrew Vaughn's ready to go. But he was a big part of this team. And if the White Sox should win, you know, you want them to win with him in there. And he's gone it leaves a hole in the White Sox team and fills a hole with the Houston Astros right now.
0: Yeah, gut punch to the Chicago White Sox nation. I mean, Jose Abreu is one of the heartbeats of that lineup. So to see him leave, I mean, he's quietly, depending on what he does over the next couple of years, like he's going to play his way into like Hall of Fame contention and be on the ballot when he retires because that's the kind of career he's had since defecting from Cuba. So Jose Abreu has been phenomenal. And the Astros get a really good first baseman here. I don't know when it kind of with like free agency where it's like it used to feel like mlb free agency started a lot quicker felt like it used to start a lot faster but now it's like this really slow drag where even after through the winter meetings like you discussed that summer 2019 where you see mega free agents still on the market even up until spring training like i don't know when the mlb philosophy flipped during free agency because you look at sports like basketball and football like after the first two weeks of the offseason like all the major free agents are already gone but for baseball it's a lot slower so Jose Abreu is kind of like the first domino to fall this offseason the White Sox maybe 20 million dollars was a little bit too much for a player who's 35 and older and they don't really know where they are as a franchise they kind of had this window to win over the last couple years and they kind of messed it up with all this tony la stuff injuries so maybe they just kind of want a fresh start um kind of retool a little bit. I don't think the White Sox want to rebuild, but I think they do want to retool maybe around those young outfielders that they have. And for this Astros team, like Yuli Gurriel has been one of the Cogs on this team since 2016. But you look at his numbers last year, he's really starting to come down. He's 38 years old. So to replace Gurriel at first base with basically Jose Abreu, He's older, but he's still an all-star level player, still one of the league leaders when you look at the advanced hard contact stats. Like, this is a prime example of the rich getting richer. The Astros were able to do it with a potential future Hall of Famer in Jose Abreu. Well,
1: I going that... Uh, Use the rich getting richer um, monitor. It's gonna. I'm gonna say the strong getting stronger, because I don't think there. I don't think there's. As I said the other day, uh, I'll believe that there's a poor baseball team when I see it. You know, they're they're all wealthy. They can all sign players like this. This is ridiculous. But the Astros. Hey, give Jim Crane credit. Remember, I talked about uh, last week, or maybe it was the beginning of this week, about. We have to remove the stigma of buying a championship. Jim Crane, who doesn't have a GM right now, and said, hey, uh, let's sign Abreu. Let's get this guy in. Let's let's try. Let's get probably the best available first baseman out there and someone who you are not asking Jose Abreu to carry this offense. Uh, when you take a look I at mean, it, you're, you're going to plug without, without – um, giving up a player. Jose Abreu uh, is still there. Uh, Pena is still there. Bregman is still there. Kyle Tucker is still there. Alvarez is still there. You may get Brantley back from injury, who's a great professional hitter. And now you plug in Jose Abreu. He may hit fifth or sixth in this lineup. And, you know, Gurriel obviously was a big part of the 2017 team. He got some hits in the uh, this year's postseason, and then he got injured in that strange play running between third and home. They had acquired Trey Mancini to give them some depth. Uh, it didn't work with Mancini, although he made a great defensive play in the World Series, um, and good for Trey Mancini, who's going to get a World Series run for his troubles. But I think this is a fantastic move for a team that – you know, wants to put the controversy what happened before aside and pile up the titles, you know. And and mm-hmm. look, at, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit this week about bringing up, you know, 2017 on both sides. Mm-hmm. But the Astros are trying to be poised to be the team of the 2020s. You know, they've already had back-to-back pennants. They already have a title. And imagine for Dusty Baker – you know, after all these years of never winning, they're putting a team around that, that has to be considered the, the, the top depth to win the American League West in 2023 and probably be the team to beat in the American League.
0: Yeah, their lineup is going to be scary um, long now. You're going to look at the depth because Jose Abreu, the type of player he is with – His ability to really draw out at bats, pick the pitches he wants, because he's not just one of those guys that's going to go up there and bat 250 and struggle to get on base. Like this guy's going to take the pitches he wants to see. It's going to deliver a high contact rate, get on base a ton. So he's just the quality of player that the Houston Astros want in that lineup. And it's going to be really scary to see because you even forgot like Jose Altuve, who's still (laughs) basically in the prime of his career in that lineup. And for the Astros, like this was in a really aggressive move because there's, of course, been a lot of Rumors surrounding one of their starting pitchers, you know, one of their star pitchers who are on the free agent market about what they're going to do to address that rotation. So it probably didn't feel like first base or going after like a big power slugger in the middle of their lineup was going to be a huge need for this Astro team. But to go out there and get a Jose Abreu where $20 million probably feels a little bit expensive for a Jose Abreu considering his age, but I like the fact that it's only a three-year deal. I don't mind overpaying for someone when it's a short-term deal. And the fact that you're the Houston Astros, you basically have this machine that you built where you could just pick out players and put players in. You could just plug and play all day. And now you're adding Jose Abreu and just dropping into what you already got going. Like, it's just going to be magic over there in Houston with Jose Abreu now in the lineup. And the fact that you take him away from uh, another American League team, I just think enhances the Astros even more.
1: And I think it enhances their chance to bring back Verlander. I think you're going to see teams like the Mets, the L.A. Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, maybe some of them, maybe the Tigers about one to ever reuniting him. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are going to play footsie with Verlander, who is, you know, part of me thinks he should retire. Like, imagine, wouldn't that be the greatest mic drop as a pitcher is come back from Tommy John surgery, win your third Cy Young award, and win another World Series ring, and then say, I'm done, bye, out. But there's there's too much money to be left on the table there, and if I'm you know if I'm Verlander, you know you you say that that may not be the top priority, but one of the top priorities that that signing does do. That sounds weird to say does do, but it does tell Verlander, hey, we're serious about repeating. You want to win another World Series title? You're going to go to the chaos that's going on. In New York, you want to go to the Dodgers, who always seem to follow, you know, follow a game short, except in 2020. You want to go what? You want to go to the the Rangers? Where, where the hell are you going to go? We're going to win another pennant here. Don't you want to keep playing in the World Series? And like, you know, like Abreu being plugged into a lineup where he doesn't have to be the star, Verlander's in a rotation. He have Valdez. You have Urquidy, you have Garcia, you have Christian Javier, you have the young Hunter Brown who looks awesome. I mean, this could be a stacked rotation. And, you know, if I'm Virgilator, I'm looking up and saying, hey, look, at they are they're serious about going back to back.
0: Yeah, he's got nothing left to prove in Houston. That might be the only reason why he would want to leave because he already done everything in Houston. Maybe he's entering that Tom Brady zone where it's like, I accomplished everything I can in New England. How cool would it be if Dr- Justin Verlander went to a different team like the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees and then lifted those franchises to great heights and won another signing award and brought those teams to the World Series. Like It would only add to his mystique, but at this point at age 40, like there's nothing left for him to prove. I guess it just if he wants to keep ladding keep adding to his legacy in a whole bunch of different other ways.
1: Well, look, at, he's going to be, mm. he's going to be rich. I don't know what, I don't know much about what's going to happen in his life, but I can tell you the man is going to get paid. The man is going to get a lot, a lot of money that I mean, look at, I don't know much about life, but that is the ultimate surefire bet that he is going to earn his money. And if you're going to make any bets, where should you go? BetOnline.net, baby. It's your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, basketball, the World Cup, and esports. You've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. and to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. betonline It's where the game starts. you and I talked a little bit about, we hinted that there are other high profile teams that need to make a splash this off season. The White Sox obviously got kicked in the, you know, kicked down there. They picked up Mike Clevenger, which is an interesting acquisition. Like they, 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 the White Sox are going to have some pitching depth provided like the Dylan ceases of the world. Don't have a massive relapse, but The White Sox are still going to be a contender. They won't have the Tony La Russa nonsense hanging over their head. But the Astros putting a plant in the, you know, planting a flag in the ground for this offseason to say, hey, we're here to win it again, and we're here to be aggressive, should send shockwaves for teams that kind of sort of need to win a World Series to justify their, their legacy of these last few years and so uh why don't you and I I have a couple teams that I think just have to make beyond just putting together a good team have to send a message to their fan base to say no we're going for it too we're not conceding anything um what, what team would you say needs to really just kill it this offseason
0: Yeah, well, I think this is a team that's kind of like in a weird place right now because this is a team that last, not this past season, but the year prior, 2021, they won 100 plus games. They overperformed expectations. They got career seasons from so many different players in their lineup. Then this past year. Regress to the mean. Five hundred team still talented, but maybe not as good of a season as we thought entering the year in twenty twenty two. And that is the San Francisco Giants, who I just am totally confused about this team. They had so many veterans overperform expectations in twenty twenty one. They lost the Buster poses of the world. They lost the Chris Bryant of the world to free agency. Brought back the Logan Webbs. You signed the Carlos Rodon to so one year deals, and now it's like. Where are you going from here? Are you letting Rodon walk in free agency? Are you going to sign Aaron Judge and try to be an all-in playoff contender? Like, I'm just confused with this Giants team as a whole. Do they want to be good, or do they want to just kind of sit on their hands and just kind of keep building this thing slowly? I don't know what they want to do with signing Aaron Judge, but letting Carlos Rodon walk would just be mixed messages. So I just want the Giants to get on one clear page and send it to their fan base. We're all in. We're re-signing Rodon. We're bringing in Aaron Judge, and we're trying to win the World Series. Or don't do anything and start to blow this thing up and start to retool because I don't feel like they have a lot of young talent coming up through that system. I feel like they could do a little retooling in that front office for the
1: line. You know, I've said this before. I don't think they were a 107-win team a couple years ago, and I do not believe they were an 81 team this year. I think they're a low 90-win team Mm. uh, where the balls all dropped in the right place in 2021, and they did it this year. I think that they're right in between. Uh, I think that signing judge would be a huge splash uh, in some ways, literally, if he's hitting those balls to right field. I think they need to have that message sent to the fan base that, hey, hey, last year was the fluke, not the 107-win season. We're going to go for it. We're going to try to knock the Dodgers when they're vulnerable. And speak of the devil, the Dodgers – are in a very strange situation because year in and year out, they're going to win a hundred games. They're going to win a hundred games again. And they are, this is probably the swan song for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, One of the great, if not the greatest Los Angeles Dodger of all time, just in terms of a complete body of work. Um, Obviously Sandy Koufax is going to be looked upon as the greatest LA Dodger, but Koufax's peak was about, it was, was very short. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Dodgers, they won the World Series in 2020. They want to have a World Series title that doesn't have the COVID stink on it to to remove them from any comparison to the Bobby Cox Braves. Again, there's no dishonor being compared to a team that had one of the great runs of all time. But that being said, this team really needs a second title. And, I'm still stunned that they lost to San Diego. I'm absolutely flummoxed that they lost to San Diego. Uh, but then I was flummoxed they lost to Washington in 2019. This is a team that, you know, Will Smith, the catcher for LA, hit a drive to right center field in the fifth game of the division series between Los Angeles and Washington that almost dropped in. And if it dropped in, they would have advanced. No one would have remembered the Washington Nationals. And chances are they clobber the Cardinals and we have a rematch with Houston. But that didn't happen. And now you're seeing Trey Turner could leave. uh, Justin Turner could leave. You know, there's all sorts of rumors that they want to bring in this great player, that great player. uh, But they're going to have a lot of money come off the books. Now, San Francisco has a lot of money off of their books as well, which is one of the reasons why those two teams could be potentially scary in the offseason, but they have to stick the landing. They can't go into an offseason where there are a ton of superstars and some in their prime available to be snatched up or re-signed in the case of Trey Turner and let them walk when they have the financial flexibility to do it. So I think those two great rivals – Los Angeles and San Francisco have to really make sure that when this when the dust settles of this offseason, that they've made a big splash to show their fans they are going for it, but also, you know, to help with ticket sales.
0: Yeah. And for the Dodgers, like I'm always confident that they could do something in season near the trade deadline. Go get your Max Scherzer's and trade turners in one package deal. They're probably going to have some random prospect come up from the minor league system and be a superstar for them. Like the Dodgers can always find these random talents out of nowhere for the Giants. I think it's going to be a little tougher for them because if they don't come away with a good offseason, there's a real chance next season. At the end of the year, you are looking at the standings and you're saying, wow, Giants, fourth place team in the NOS behind the Dodgers the Padres, and the Arizona Dimebacks. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks' first listen every day. Part two with Sully Baseball tomorrow, talking about the teams under the most pressure this offseason. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.